0: Hello and welcome back to Poliver, a BMX podcast with Chris Doyle. This is my interview with Daryl Taco, and if you are seeing this, then you are watching us on YouTube. Uh, I never really cared to put these interviews on YouTube; it really wasn't on my radar. But uh, being that I was interviewing Daryl Taco down in Florida when we were there for Swamp Fest, he had all of his camera equipment and. He thought we might as well just film it and and see how it goes, so um, we're going on on the YouTube platform. Now, not all of these will be filmed, um, but if I do have the means to do it, I will do so. I will film them. And I'm going to see what kind of response I get from putting these on YouTube. If people are really into them and I get a lot of good feedback, perhaps I'll have to invest in some camera equipment. So let me know what you think of uh, watching these on YouTube. And I got to say a big thanks to Daryl for setting the whole thing up and for also Chad Osborne, who was really uh, helping us put together our little makeshift studio in our Airbnb down in Florida and for kind of running the cameras while me and Daryl and J-Rowe all all talked and and told Daryl's story. I don't want to spend too much time doing an introduction for Daryl because I feel like I introduced him two or three times during the course of the actual interview, so I don't want to waste too much time with that. I really hope you guys enjoy this. I had a lot of fun doing this interview, and it was probably the most fun that I've, that I've had doing any of these, and I hope that that vibe comes through on the video and on uh, the audio recording as well. So, I hope you enjoy this. This is Daryl Taco. All right, this is my interview with Mr. Daryl Taco. Daryl, thank you so much for Agreeing to do this interview and being a part of my podcast. This is also the first Poliver podcast that we're filming. Thanks largely in part to Daryl and Chad Osborne, who's uh, the DP right now and running the cameras. So thanks a lot to you, Chad. Shout out to Chad. Yeah, Chad. Also sitting in on the interview is Jay Rowe. Uh, Jay, myself, and Daryl have all been around the world and back together. And we have... uh, A lot of good stories together. We have some some high highs. We have some low lows. Um, So this should be a lot of fun. Um, Jay's going to help me uh, interject any kind of questions, any kind of stories, and uh, help me fill in any gaps in my vast Daryl Taco knowledge. I'm excited to be here, Chris. You don't have to be so cheesy. All right. (laughs) So um, I thought about how I should start this whole thing off, like if I should... I usually do like an intro and then another intro, but uh, being that we're all sitting here, I'm going to start this off by saying uh, how constantly impressed and amazed I am about the BMX talent that has come out of the state of New Jersey. Um, I think between the three of us, we could come up with, what, 30, 40 names of dudes that have come out of the Garden State to make like a pretty big impact on BMX. Good bike riders, influential bike riders. And I think you, Daryl, might be the most uh, I don't know what, unsung hero of, of that whole crew, maybe the, um, the most underrated of that crew to come out of New Jersey to make an impact on BMX. So um, again, thanks for being a part
1: of this. Happy to be here. Appreciate yeah. the nice words.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, so I have a hard time picking and choosing where I should start these podcasts off, because a lot of times you just want to start in the beginning, like, oh, how'd you get on a bike, or, you know, what was, you know, your early childhood like, or whatever, but I kind of want to start around the time period where you came into BMX, not in your first BMX bike or anything like that, but when was the time, like, you were starting to get, like, passionate about it, when when BMX starts to consume your every other thought? Like, what era would that have been in BMX?
1: Um, I think around the time of, like, standard domination, which I would imagine it's probably like 99, 98. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right. Um,
0: 1998, I believe, is when Domination came out.
1: Yeah, that was about the time where I was like starting to see videos really like paying attention to like pros, seeing what everybody was doing. Because um, I didn't really have like a big window to it, to like BMX as a whole until I saw that video. So I think... Yeah, around that time is when I was like, oh shit, like I'm, I'm going to like start paying attention to these guys and what's going on and like, um, yeah, that video was like a pretty big deal for me.
0: Okay. Um, you posted this photo on your Instagram recently and you're on like an S&M dirt bike. It looks totally like a mid-school era. Of yeah, B&M. yeah. You're, is it right? Is it dirt bike? It was, yeah. Um, and you're just like this tiny kid <laughs> in the woods. Yeah. Like, amongst the trails. Did you start out, like, riding trails primarily? Yeah.
1: Um, you know, just the same bullshit story that everybody has. Like, jumping the curbs in the neighborhood and stuff like that. And then kind of starting to build a little jumps of my own. And then, uh, I guess just from being around, like, the town and stuff. Starting to meet a couple guys from other towns. Um, we realized, like, there's a lot of kids that ride BMX around here. And started getting invites to other people's trails and, you know, I was riding my bike 12 miles a day to go ride at these trails called Clover um, and then Magnolia. So yeah, that was like those days when I was like really becoming passionate about it. All I cared about was jumping trails. Oh, that's great. Who would have thought that being that you're such an incredibly talented
0: ramp rider and street rider that <laughs> it's funny, like it, it trails really, I think it is a good building block for so many people to get into different avenues of of BMX.
1: You can can always see in the guys that really shred that they came from some type of racing or trails background. That bike control just... They have that look. Right. It's just their stuff looks different. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I
0: I hope this... I'm not skipping too much. And if you want to go back to something that you feel we should touch on, um, please do so. But... Was bad timing your idea? Um, (laughs) Well, first,
1: explain what bad timing is. Is it a clothing company? Is it just like your crew? Or it was just a crew, but we were like, we happened to be friends with my buddy uh, Ryan Vanco, who's a super talented artist. And uh, once he kind of like got on board with it and was like, yeah, I'd like to help you guys out with some designs and stuff. And um, because we, me and John Ryan, basically. I don't know, everybody, most people know John Riley. Uh, he's like my best friend in the world. Um, we were probably 18 or 19 or so, 17, something like that. And he approached me one night was like, hey, you wanna like start like doing t-shirts or something? And uh, I was like, yeah, sure. Like he he just wanted to do something, he wanted to do a little project. And it worked great for me because I always was into filming, and I had this crew of dudes that were unbelievable. Like all my friends from that era happened to be like ridiculously good bike riders.
0: Well, yeah, and we'll get to the the videos in a second because I remember the first time I saw the the first bad timing video. I'm like, who's who's this crew? Right. <laughs> like all these young guys out of New Jersey. Like you mentioned, you'd always been into to filming, like. Were you into, was that something you were into before you got into riding even?
1: Uh, no, it was, co- it was, it like coincided. Um, I started going to the trails and seeing dudes had video cameras every once in a while. And I was like, wow, that would be sick. Like to come home and like watch the squad ride and like watch footage of yourself, try and like improve stuff like that. Because I always wanted to see what I actually looked like, like, <laughs> You know, things, sometimes things feel good, but they look absolutely terrible. And I always wanted to, like, come home and watch that footage and see what, you know, how everybody looked. And I don't know. I just became, like, really fascinated with the video stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, as I got a little bit older, it kind of, like, became, like, more of an obsession where I was like, no, we have to be filming, like, all the time. That's,
0: I feel like that's tough. Maybe that it would be tough for me, but I never wanted to put my bike down. And I always thought it was crazy... Like, our guy was Will, Will Stroud. Right. How he would, like, put his bike down, pick up his camera, let's film some stuff, guys. And I'm like, how are you getting anything out of this? Like, I'm the one, you're filming me and I'm going to see my footage. But, like, you could tell he was, like, super passionate about it and super into it. And it kind of sounds like it was similar
1: for you as well. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, after a couple laps and dudes are shredding, it's, there's like, I don't know, there was a feeling like, oh, I should, like, I should be documenting this. These guys are ripping.
0: Yeah. And who was like that original squad on Bad
1: Timing? Um, So it was originally it was me and John Rye like started the project and we're like, all right, we're going to like, you know, get our best friends together. Basically, it was Jeff Slattery, who is like a legendary shout out to Jeff. Everybody knows Jeff is. Um, yeah, I think everyone that's watching yeah, or listening definitely. would know who Jeff Slattery is. So Jeff was like kind of the the young kid. Like when we started started bad timing, he was like 14. He was just a baby, but he was everyone knew like he's going to be a dude. Um, and then it was Chris Larson, who was also like kind of an underground East Coast legend. Was Larson the one that could do all the, like the subrail tricks? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that dude ridiculous. Like he was like cutting edge subrail like rider, like Frymouth yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like two seventy. He he actually like Frymouth was a big influence. Like the two seventy over ice back over on the subrail. His head knees under. Like Larson learned that and learned it to fakie and we were like, what? The fuck? Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, Chris was like just ramp, like unbelievable. Um, then we had Mike and Shout out to Jimbo. Um, he was also just incredible, all-around BMX rider, um, great dude, always fun to travel with. Um, and then who else? Uh, Colin Holiday was like kind of in the mix. He had those crazy ramps in his backyard. Um, the banana ramps? <clears throat> what they were called the plague. Okay. Okay. Randy Randy wasn't a part of the original cast, but he became, like, really close with us really quickly, and then, yeah, then he was, like, on. Um, D-Hart wasn't, like, technically on, because I think he had, like, a conflicting sponsor at the time, but, like, D-Hart, you know, was one of our close friends, and he ended up filming a part for the first video and stuff just, like, just because he was the homie. Um, Grant McVall was, like, a Lakewood local shredder. Uh, Super good guy. I think that's, I think that rounds out like the early crew. Was Aaron Smith? Aaron Smith came later, huh? Aaron Smith came a little later. So, like, you know, once we got old enough to start traveling, that's like all we did was, you know, save up enough money to like take off work for 10 days and we would all get in whatever vehicles we could and just get out. So, New Hampshire, we started going up to New Hampshire a lot and, uh, Became really good friends with, like, Lee Hopkins, Brad Jameson, uh, Joe Grogan, um, and then Aaron Smith. And John Riley actually asked Aaron, like, one day at Hopkins and Park, like, hey, you want to ride for Dead Timing? Because <laughs> I was, like, too nervous to ask. <laughs> I figured Aaron just, like, kind of flexed on you guys and was like, put me on put the team. On. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, um, Aaron kind of jumped in there later and filmed a part for the second video. But it was just, like, a collective group of friends that... Just wanted to travel and shred together. Right,
0: right. Well, speaking of traveling, and Jay, I think you probably have a similar story to the one I'm going to tell. It was like, I know for a fact it was 2003. It was early in 2003. Wow. Do you remember the year. <laughs> I'll tell you why in a second. I'll tell you why, <laughs> why I remember the year.
2: It might have been this same trip.
0: Um, I don't know if you guys ripped it down to the floor. Nah, those were separate. Trip. Anyways, I'm at the Flow Skate Park, and the reason I was in Columbus, Ohio because <laughs> I, I went out to Columbus to buy a car uh, the 2003 Audi Avant just <laughs> came mean, out the new model this showroom floor <laughs> that's right I was doing okay in 2003 yeah. um, so I go out to Columbus to buy my car and while I'm there I figure I might as well hit the flow that's how I know it's 2003 it? um, and in walks this crew with, like these young guys And I'm like, who the fuck is this? And I knew Slattery. I was like, oh, wait, I know that kid Mm. because I'd ridden Nam with Um, him when he was was like 14. And we were blasting through like Hamburger Hill, this tiny kid. Um, So I knew Slattery at least. But then I was like, I don't know any of these other guys. But you guys looked super badass. And I'm like, whoa. And it kind of like shrunk me down to size. I was like, damn. That's insane. This is a solid crew. And... Uh, one trick that stands out in my mind is you hit the sub box and you did a bar spin to Fufanu to ice pick. So fluent. Like that's a, you don't picture someone putting a lot of style into that, but it was like, bam, and like, (laughs) it was like, that's how you were turning around to get back to the spine area. I was like, (laughs) sorry guys. Uh, I should have my phone off. Anyways. So.
1: Yeah, I was like, who, who the fuck are
0: these guys? And then we talked for a second, I think. I was like, yeah, I like
1: your style, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, that, like, fucked me up. Like, <laughs> I think I was walking to the Gatorade machine, and uh, you were already there. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be crazy. Like, you turned around, and I probably, like, just put my head down. And I, you said something like, hey, what's up, man? You're really smooth out there. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> like I was stunned, because you—I mean—in our minds, we rolled up and we were riding or whatever. But then you came, you came over to the box jump session and you were like just ripping.
0: Well, like, part of the—I probably wanted you guys to really like me, and <laughs> to turn it on a little bit. Yeah, because he was three whipping, like it was on. You want the hardcores to like you. As much yeah. as you want your fellow pros and, and sponsors. Trying to I mean, get like, the respect. Yeah, trying to get that respect. Yeah. But didn't you have a similar story? like? Generally. Yeah, we were in Rochester, New York,
2: extreme Skate Park back in the day. At this point, I was, I was probably 16. I yeah. you was know, just like a kid on, just like a random kid out there. Yeah. And uh, I like, vaguely knew of these guys, but not really. And then kind of like tied it together once they, once they arrived and just had the, they just had the look of that time like right before the, to- the look came. So they had like the super tight t-shirts, like questionable girl jeans, slash tight. (laughs) The black haircuts, like the cool band tees, and just, they put out the, I think Standpoint was Mm the stuff, was the thing that uh, one of the first like promos went in. He was the, we we were just talking about this, he was the Blood Brothers song that at the time we were just like, everyone was tripping out over these bands like that, and it was just. It was just like what exactly what we were looking for at the time. Like Dead Memory was kind of popping a little mm-hmm. bit similar time, and
1: like we were super into that. Yeah, and like, actually thinking back to the D heart thing, he was on Dead Memory, Dead memory and that was the okay. conflict.
2: And uh, yeah, like that at that point in BMX, like everyone was kind of like rocking like black T shirts and everything was tight, and these yeah. guys just kind of like showed it how it was like supposed to look.
0: Well, that's so you can see what we're doing. I'm trying to set the stage for like how badass the bad. It was. Bit, i was.
2: I was like. For me personally, not to skip far, skip too far ahead, but it was very influential, like in influencing on me personally and the entire Rochester scene at the time, to like go on to do what we all did after that. That's like, hilarious. It's yeah, it's funny how you said like they were like they came into the skate park. Like now looking back, it looked like they kicked the door down <laughs> and like <laughs> Blood Brothers are playing in like they're in the car out back and like they all just started ripping. Daryl did like one of the bigger foofoo news that was like able to be done at
1: the skate park. And, of course. Um, I got AVD'd by Doyle, actually. <laughs> <like that. laughs>
2: and, um, yeah, oh, dudes it, were just ripping and their bikes looked cool.
0: You know, just everything, they just had, they just had the swag. Yeah. Well, that's true. Like, even when it comes to music, it seems like you're always a step ahead of everybody. Like, if I go on a trip with you, I'll hear some music that you're playing. Right. And then I'll go home and I'm listening to that music. People are like, <laughs> where'd you hear this? How, do, how are you finding out about this new music? And I'm just like, oh go on kink trips and I yeah. I hear arcade fire for the first time or like <laughs> band of horses or whatever That's else. funny. And I take it back to PA and I look like the hero. Right. But, uh, so yeah, bad timing. Um, that first video was fucking badass, especially for being like, just kind of like a scene video. I mean, you're just highlighting your friends. right? Um, there was new like superstar talent
1: that I can remember. I guess. DeHart was kind of, he DeHart had a name for himself already and Slattery was starting to buzz. Around the East Coast, um, but yeah, most of you know it, we didn't have any hookups for the most part. Um, dudes were just ripping. Dudes were just ripping, and the music was good, and the vibe was
2: cool, and like we couldn't tell if they were smoking weed or not, but it was cool if they did <laughs> or didn't. And it was just all had a really cool vibe, and like South Jersey is like highly influential, actually, in like a lot of different things. But it was like music. I don't know about skateboarding, but BMX for sure.
1: Yeah. I feel like around that time, um, we were all super into music. We were, you know, we were like scene kids, basically. Um, So it like kind of just fused it together with the way we the way we wanted to ride, the way we wanted to look on our bikes. It was just, you know, kind of all came together at once.
0: Was there a lot of influence coming out of like Philadelphia? Because I feel like if you're from South Jersey, a lot of. Influence comes out of Philly, where if you're from North Jersey, you're like New York City. That's true.
1: Um, I think at the time, we were on our own shit. Um, We That's the best answer you could have given. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We, you know, Philly had their thing going on, and they had a couple parks, and we were were down with all those dudes for sure, but, like, we didn't look like those guys. Um, You know, like, I'm thinking of, you know, guys like Dave Belcher and uh, Joe McIntyre. Rest in peace. Um, Pat Lachlan, like those guys were all our homies, but we were kind of on our own little thing. Um, So, yeah, I think just that time at that place, it was just kind of a perfect storm of of like talent, music, the ability to for us to take off work and travel. Me wanting to film. It was just like, yeah, we were just kind of doing our shit.
0: That's
2: right. It was all, it seemed like it was all super organic. Yeah, super. Like
0: yeah. When you watch those videos, that's the feel you get. That's cool. Is that like, that's there was no outside influence. Like you guys were it's fully vibe driven. Yeah. Doing your own thing and just promoting
1: your scene. Like these are right. my friends. This is my scene. This is what we do. Yeah. Nobody was trying to make some big statement about like, you know, you need to sponsor us or anything like that. We just like traveling together and I liked making videos. So Okay. Now, uh, Jay, did that first introduction to Daryl
0: and then this bad timing crew and the bad timing video, did that have a lot to do with him getting on kink?
2: Yeah, it, honestly, it had, it had everything to do with him getting on kink And I, this was 2006, 2006, yeah. um, when we were putting like kind of a new squad together, um, he was, and I became the team manager and kind of had the role of picking out certain guys. He was the first guy that that I thought of immediately, and it was solely because of how much like respect and like admiration I had for what they were doing with uh with their like with their squad because we had the same thing going on in Rochester, except you know we didn't film, we didn't uh didn't look like we went as hard as they did at the time or whatever, but we just like could identify so well with that and I could tell like these guys get it for what I you know. Like I think this was this would be really cool, and uh, it ended up yeah it ended up being the, the pretty much one of the main reasons that I mean I knew he's a good bike rider and everything as yeah. well but I just knew that he was he saw he saw he saw
0: <clears> things <throat> the way that we saw them as well I think wow that's right yeah. I don't know if there's a higher compliment than that like for someone to recognize that and and you know yeah. acknowledge that that's, that's really cool Yeah.
1: You know, I appreciate it
0: um, now again I don't want to skip too far ahead but. So Bad Timing 1 came out. Uh, Did you get on Kink before or after Bad Timing 2?
1: Just before. So we were like kind of starting to wrap up filming on the second one. Um, I think I have a Kink in like a few of the clips actually. Um, But yeah, Jay called me. I was working at a restaurant at the time. I was actually
2: really surprised at how old you were because I had no idea.
1: Yeah, I remember telling you and you were like, oh.
2: (laughs) I was like, wow, you're like four years older. (laughs) 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 Not, Not four years older. But um,
1: I was like damn Yeah, I got the call one day Completely out of the blue And he's just like Yeah, I'm, I'm Jay, I work at Kink And uh, we want to send you a bike And I was like uh, Yeah, right on Like, I, Kink was You know, as we all know Was going through a, a weird patch at that time Yeah, it was pretty low key at that time I yeah. didn't even know what was going on over there If it was still a brand or whatever Um but, you know, I was like, I was excited. You know, I remember talking to Van about it. I think I asked him, like, what do you think? You know, like, is this this is a good idea, right? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, so, yeah, I mean, best phone call of my life, really.
0: Yeah. Well, and I like that you, your reasons for wanting to sponsor Daryl. that was, I hadn't even met him in person it, either. But, again, it wasn't like besides that random he's some badass bike rider. It's like, oh, we like what this guy's doing. Um, <clears throat> So again, I think that you know that's a that's how much. To yeah, do. when
2: you find something like that in in a team ride that you're looking for, I mean, you end up getting a relationship that's lasted twelve years plus, right? When, you
0: know. And I remember there was some obscure props commercial, some kink props commercial, and I remember like you had a clip in the in the commercial, yeah, yeah. And like, there's like Ryan and Wong clips, yeah, right yeah, yeah. It was like old team, and then like oh that that bad timing kid is on kink. That's pretty sick. Huh. Um. I just remember seeing that. It was, like, kind of an obscure memory that I have. Of like yeah, that was, like Seeing a, you, like, getting sponsored.
1: I, like, couldn't believe... Like, I thought, you know, I ride... I guess I ride for kink, but I just have a free bike. Like, I didn't know what that meant. I had you know... This was my introduction to, like, anything post, you know, sponsorship. So I had no idea how this shit worked. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, Jay hitting me up and saying, like, Hey, can you send us a clip for a props commercial? And I was like, whoa. Like... I'm gonna be in a props commercial. Like this is, like then I was like, wait, I'm like on the team, you know? So yeah, I sent him a clip and then like, sure enough, it came out and I was like, whoa, like, um, I, I like ride for kink.
0: How'd it feel when you had that back cover doing the wall ride to bar spin?
1: As was a 270 bar, bar actually.
0: 270 bar, no, okay, No cut. one ever knows what that photo is. <laughs> it looks like you're coming out of a wall yeah, yeah. to me.
1: It was just a truck on a little bank. It was actually my first truck ever. Um, shout out to Jeff Allen. But, yeah, a lot of people never knew what that ad was. But, yeah, like, when that
0: happened... With the Phillies hat?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had a bio, you know, at the end of the magazine and then the back cover. Toboggan? Had, was it um, Toboggan on mini-ramp? No, it was a bar spin over the Bobby Fischer gap in Philly. Okay.
0: Man, I'm really messing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and
1: Navaz wrote the, the bio, right? Yeah, he did. Okay, I got one thing right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like, my first... Appearance and ride. I got a bio in the back cover. I was like, oh my god. I've arrived. Uh, yeah, like, what the hell is happening? Um. So yeah around that time also Navaz was really like looking out for me and my crew and like Invited us on our first ever magazine trip for dig Which that blew our minds me That's the- when you guys went to Florida. Is that right? We went to Austin. Actually. Okay um, oh, Suicide to X up. That's right. Okay uh, me and Larson were invited on the trip, and then John Rye Stowe Wade just snuck on the trip and like, was in the back of the van. No one even knew. Like he got there, and Navaz was like, "Who's this dude?" <laughs> I remember like he did Standpoint with local Shredder, and Shredder was like, "There's just some guy here. <laughs> this is supposed to be like a professional media trip. Like we just brought Rye." <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, Navaz always looked out for me and looked out for our crew. Like. He gave us uh, a bad timing section in Standpoint 6, which we all went, like, super hard for. Um, and then he, you know, ultimately ended up asking me to film a part for Insight, which was, like, a huge door opener for me. Um, oh,
0: we'll get to that part
1: in a minute. Okay. Well, we can but get yeah, to it now. Shout out shout out to Navaz.
0: Standpoint like, was
2: also was, was pretty integral in, like, showcasing you guys in a really cool way, because at the time, yeah. Standpoint was super cool. Yeah. And was pretty was putting out like really cool stuff that was showcasing people and like yeah this is what's happening oh, here dude. and there.
1: You could watch the commercials in those videos and you would see a dozen other crews that were just like ours ripping just as hard. It was so sick. Yeah. So to see the that squad represented in that
2: video series like that and then they were like crushing it obviously. Yeah. And then I don't know if Mega Tour
1: Two was later. or That was before Kink and all that. Yeah, stuff. But it was in this like stand that was around the time that we were filming for Bad Timing 1 and everybody was shredding and that was what we obviously again, shout out to Navaz on Mega Tour 2 he was like told Rye, like you know let these kids ride like they're they're going to shred
2: and you know you at the time you're 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 looking at every single props clip like you know it and these guys right. you know had standout clips in the Mega Tour 2 section
1: of uh epic section to was the Vans like, Park yeah know. at the Vans Park i mean that was our like you know, yeah, that was our stomach. So address. many
2: things came together at like mm-hmm. it was good timing
0: and just it was all so natural that it was really cool to see that like happen. Yeah. It sounds like everything was just kinda of lining up all at once.
1: Yeah. That's after we bad. after we did the first video, we got like a really good response to it and people were reaching out to us. I remember like Bob Scarbo like calling me when the second video was ready and he was like, Yo, we'll take as many as you wanna give us and I was oh, like, what? what? Like, what does that mean? What kind of number? <laughs> and he was like, how about 500? And I was like... <laughs> 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 like, we were stunned. So, yeah, it was just... You're right, like, everything just kind of... He wanted 500 copies of the first one or the second one? The second one. Okay. To, like, distro. The
0: second one was super good.
1: Yeah, I, I always preferred the second one. Like, I think in the, the first one, I was... Editing wise, I was like taking it really serious and like trying to make a super epic video. And uh, looking back on it, it's kind of od. But like the second one is like was supposed to be like good vibes, fun, just like relaxed. Um,
2: I think Japan got super stoked. They ordered tons of those videos. Yeah, boxes. motocross
1: hit us up. Like yeah, we just had. I just had like people emailing me from all over the world. Like, people were just into it. I just it was like it was. I couldn't believe super it. relatable. Yeah, but relatable, cool. that's yeah. the
0: word I'm looking for. Like, everything as we're doing, relatable. Yeah. To like to scenes all around the world, right. obviously, if, if they're yeah. ordering copies in Japan and wherever else. Yeah, yeah, we else. stunned. I remember yeah. I've asked you a couple times now for a copy of Bad Timing
1: 2, and you're like, I have one copy left. Yeah. It's, it's in the plastic, I'm not giving it away. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty much all I got. Fair still enough. I still have some of the first ones, but yeah, the second one blew out.
0: But, uh, the, yeah, that second one, I remember the soundtrack was on point. Yeah. And it had, the, it had the same feel as the first one, which I loved. But it was still, you guys were still relatively underground. I'd never heard of Aaron Smith. Mm-hmm. And he's riding to that uh, Van Morrison song. Yeah. Dude, that... Good tune. Yeah, and there's like the Temptations are in
1: there and like... Yeah, it was, I thought, I think the first one, I was like, I'm going to put the music in that it, that we listen to, like, for the most part, like, kind of like, you know, Pretty Girls Make Graves and... Modest Mouse, like, all these, like, kind of hipster, you know, at the time bands. And the second one, I was like, uh, I need to, like, make this a little more listenable. And, like, we were all, like, all into, like, soul music and, you know, old, like, Motown shit. So that's kind of where the direction of the video went for that one.
0: Right. Was, uh, was it that video that uh, D-Hart wrote to Bernadette? What song th- What uh video no. part I thinking of? Or maybe it's, it wasn't Bernadette, um, I don't know, I thought he wrote like a temptation song. d only
1: had, uh, he just had some clips in the mix section for the second video, but he had a full part in the first one, so you're probably thinking of maybe like 2 by 4 yeah. or something like that.
0: I'm trying to remember all your video parts and magazine <laughs> stuff at once and I'm like... it's a heavy discography. Yeah, but sick stuff. <laughs> Um, now I might go back a little bit further and, uh, this is just something that I've noticed from, you know, knowing you for a number of years now, were your parents always super supportive of it, of BMX? Yeah. Hardcore. And the reason I ask it like that is BMX is obscure to the outside world and especially to like our parents' generations. Right. So when you, when you tell your parents a lot of times, you're like, I'm, I'm getting in, I'm going to get into BMX and, and they see that you love it and. It's hard for them to understand because yeah. it's like, well, we bought you this bike as a kid. Right. And that's what little kids do, the red bikes. But you're going to grow up and, and continue to do this? Were they always into it? Yeah.
1: I think uh, they they could see that I was, like, really starting to get into it. And they it was such a new world to them. They had no idea how to respond to, like, me freaking out about this shit, you know? So, I remember, like, my dad bought me a bike from Toys R Us, like, some crazy all-chrome goofball bike. And I broke two of them in a week, jumping the five-stair at the school next to my house. And my dad was like, what the, like, what, what's going on here? It was a $150 bike. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to last? And I guess, you know, things just progressed with, they could see how passionate I was about it, and they were just down. Um, they didn't have a lot of money. But, like, they made sure that I eventually got, like, a proper complete. And, uh, yeah, I mean, from there on out, like, they were always down. Like, I gave up, you know, a a promising baseball career as a kid. Like, they were, you know, I just dropped everything. And they were just like, yeah. Do it. Like, like well, if you're into this, we're into this. Yeah, as well. they were just down.
0: And I think as a kid, especially in your young adult years, I don't know if there's anything more important than that is for your, your parents yeah. to be supportive of what you're into. Yeah, it,
1: it doesn't matter what it is. I think if you see that passion in somebody, you need to nurture that and let them see how far they can take it.
0: Right, right. I, I've been on countless kink trips with you where like your parents just show up. Yeah. Like we're doing some shitty demo in the parking lot. And it's like cold and it's rainy, (laughs) and like no one really shows up. But my dad would drive two hours. But yeah, your mom and dad are there, and they're like, Oh, hey, Chris, nice to meet you. We're Daryl's parents. I'm like, Oh my God, you guys came to this? Or it's like Rochester, and it's the end of a trip, and we're all tired. No one's really riding good, but (laughs) your parents drove like eight hours to come check it out. I was like, Man, you guys are dedicated to this. I always thought that was really rad, and that was really admirable.
1: And they bought me dinner on a couple occasions, so <laughs> I was very appreciative of that. And my dad loved you guys, like you two especially. Like I, I feel like he was pretty close with, and like he called Jay his third son. Like
0: great he people. Was just, oh, dude!
1: Tacos. I know. Good they people. were just uh, they were always so down. And once I once it became apparent that like I could pro- maybe start going on some trips and stuff, I was in college at the time, and I told him like I I think I want to quit school, like and try and go on some of these trips and my dad was like yeah you hate school just run it right um your dad owned a a contracting
0: business is that right Mm -hmm. and I remember asking you I was like oh is that something like you'll eventually take over you you you're your brother and and I think you and I might not be getting the words totally correct but you're like no like he wants me to blaze my own path he wants me to like do my own
1: thing because that business that's that's hard work like I'm sure like yeah it was a lot of work, a lot of frustration. I mean, he, you know, he's, he dealt with a lot of bullshit. And I think once I started that path, like where, to where I was like, oh, I can make a career out of this, he couldn't have been happier. Like, that's awesome. he didn't man. want me dealing with the, the bullshit that he dealt with, you know, his whole life. So yeah. he was always stoked on it.
0: Well, that's right. And you also, um, we can't leave out Brett. Yeah. Did, uh, was it Brett just wanting to be like big brother?
1: Yeah, I think he just kind of followed in my footsteps. And for a while, it was, like, just kind of little brother syndrome. But then he turned a corner and just became ridiculously good. Um, He's got a really wild style, as you both know. Seen it. Uh, But he can do everything. He, like, he rides anything you put in front of him. He's an incredible bike rider. He just... uh, the path just didn't find him necessarily for the you know pro sponsorship stuff.
0: Right, um, it was close.
1: Yeah, I actually he was he almost got on stolen a couple years ago and he tore his ACL like that week. Oh, man. like I remember the guy Sam calling me like, "Hey, what's your brother's number?" And I was like, "Yes, dude, <laughs> like oh, it's man. going down." Like maybe you know if if anything like maybe you'll get a year of cool trips with you know a pretty solid crew yeah. over there. And yeah, he tore his ACL that week and it was like, damn it. Just missed it.
0: Well, and, it's, and it was nice having a taco on a couple of the trips that could do consistent tail whips. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, he does a lot more <laughs> yeah. Drives me insane. I remember seeing, I think it was in the Bad Timing 2 video, and he's doing tail at the MLK Banks. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, Brett's killing on the tail <laughs> games.
1: Yeah, he's kicking them both ways and shit. He's, he he could do opposite whips too? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he rips, it. Is he
0: still riding at all? Oh, yeah. yeah Rides all got, the time.
2: He was out with the squad and January. He's here. <laughs> he just He's at here. Swamp Fest? He just got here. Oh, man. Who isn't
0: at yeah, no kidding. fucking Swamp Fest, right? <laughs> so, okay. You're on Kink. Um, it's it, Kink, as you mentioned, is kind of like uh, in a weird spot. Yeah. Um, some new members get added to the team. Enter Doyle. Well, I'm not... <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, new members get added to the team. Yeah. Um, not even new members, but, like, Sean gets bumped up to pro. Yeah. Um, there's a few guys that come on to the AM team. We start traveling. Um, was part of, and I, I think I know the answer to this, was a part of your motivation for bringing Daryl on kink, was any of that influenced by his uh, filming and editing?
2: Honestly, it, was, I don't, it wasn't at first, but it, but it was. Because without realizing, like, he's going to be this guy that's filming everything in a couple of years, I wasn't exactly thinking that, but I knew that, like, this guy was going to be a guy that's going to come in and, like, do something important for us, you know. I had, And he was doing it already with, like, his crew. And I guess I didn't even realize as much, like, who was actually making the videos at the time and who edited them and who was holding the cameras and whatever. But shortly after Gerald, shortly after we became closer, it was like... I don't know if you remember if it was slow or not, but, like, I feel like you weren't filming as much. It kind of happened slowly. But then, when we decided to do safety first, it was, like, kind of all in. Like, oh, you're going to make this video first
1: now. So then you're putting that double pressure on him to, like, film a full video part and film the entire video. Not even pressure. I mean, it it was, it wasn't like, it it was just an idea at first. It was like, hey, we're thinking we should make a video. Like, would you want to, would you want to make it? And I was like, Absolutely. Because like, there
2: wasn't really times where you, like, had a camera bag on trips. No, no. We I've were filming props trips a lot, so they had a filmer on yeah. trips, or we were, I don't know what else we were doing, shooting articles or magazines or whatever. Yeah. But until we did that full length, he wasn't like the camera, Daryl. No. He
0: was just, like, he fully got sponsored by Kink to be a professional bike rider. Right, you know? right. Um, yeah, because I remember doing, like, safety first, and, like, occasionally we would have a different... Filmer, or you had to like set up the camera. Like, okay, I'm gonna do this trick. Just press the button. Right. Um, And there was a couple times. Like, I remember Tailham laced up a a good clip of you. Yeah. Doing the the manual to 180 to backwards bar down the rail. Yeah, he killed that. Um, So occasionally, like, you would turn the reins over to someone else, probably pretty apprehensively. And occasionally we had Walter, but it seemed like. I never envied your position and having to do both roles, but it seemed like you, you did it so well. And I guess that's, like, you kind of just evolved, evolved into that yeah, position I think, as it I was. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, I was kind of already in that position with my friends at home, so transitioning into doing it with you guys was just like, oh, now I would just do it with, like, the baddest motherfuckers on the planet <laughs> instead, of, instead of, like, my, my homies from home, you know? So it was just, yeah, it just became, like, a natural thing, like... And that was a really a turning point for my life because I was still working. Like, none of us were getting paid. Um, and when Jay asked me to do that, I was like, well, like, there's no way I can make this work with my job, you know. And he was like, well, how much would it take for you to quit your job? Wow, that's such a good question. And it was like, yeah, it was one of the coolest things I've ever heard in my life. That's everything you could ever want to hear. So, yeah, I'm like thinking like, holy shit, I don't have to work for a year, you know. <laughs> We're gonna film this video for a year. I don't have to work, and then like w- w- even when it was started to wrap up, I was like, uh, I remember having a conversation with Jay. Like, uh, I think I could, I could honestly probably just go get my job back. Like, they' I left on good terms. They're they're good people. Blah blah blah, and he was like, No, bro. Like, we're keeping this going.
0: Yeah, like, like you're gonna let Daryl live the dream <laughs> for one year. Well, yeah. Like, I'm not.
1: Like, I, I, again, I'm still new. I don't understand how any of this stuff works. To me, I was catching a salary to make a video, not like be a professional BMX rider. But then, like you know, Jay would kind of s- explain things to me, like, "Well, no, this is how we're gonna roll, roll this shit now. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna run this video program and get paid to be a rider and get paid to be video." Yeah, guy. Maybe after safety
2: first, we started to think a little bit more. Like, videos started to become put out like more, a little more regularly. Yes, yeah. online. So we we're like, okay, maybe we need to have
0: a video guy around more. That was around the time where it really started to be beneficial to have someone full time that could do your media, and yeah, like that. Um,
1: yeah, I guess. And the brand was thriving already. Yeah, they, the time. yeah,
2: and we uh, Daryl was on all the trips already, and it was just just worked. It was just another thing that was super natural, super organic. Yeah,
1: just worked out. All the homies would hold it down if I wanted to film a clip, Jay, whoever, like. <laughs> We it, just made it work.
0: Even with all your filming responsibilities, I don't think your riding ever slacked. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's that's always been most impressive is that to
2: put to make a video and also put out a part in the video that you know is very respectable and, and you know liked by liked as, as one of the
0: top. Oh, I of love video. a Daryl Taco yeah. video part. They're always like super well thought out and like well planned. And I know that has a lot to do with you, you know, being you know behind the camera as well in front, as in front of the camera a lot of times, yeah. but. Um, like, I really loved, and a part you already mentioned was the insight part. Mm. Like, that's one of my favorite Daryl Taco parts. That's funny. And it's not because it's like this hard-hitting, like, yeah. banger, 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 banger. No, no. Uh, but it's like you watch it and you're like, the, the, the music and the editing yeah. and the writing just all go so perfectly. I have that uh, song on, like, ten different playlists. <laughs> and I think I sent you that's a clip. Funny. I get hit up about that song a lot. That was yeah. a breakthrough part. You the, know, uh, breakthrough. Sonic Youth. Yeah. Incinerate. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you, shout out to Navaz. Yeah, too. Navaz,
1: you know he's he's really good at making people look
0: good. <laughs> well, I, even like the and I've watched you like uh, at a spot before and how you kind of piece things together. And again, it's not like total banger, banger, banger right. style, but like it's it's solid riding yeah.
1: all the time. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. Uh... And it's always really creative. Yeah, I think I'm. I haven't ever been like the wildest street rider or wildest rider in general. Like I've just um I tried to like kinda of be creative like you said and and like utilize spots the way that I think they should be used and stuff like that. So I mean I have a lot of influence coming from guys like D. Hart and um, you know, the New York guys, Edwin, those dudes like not to mention
2: Evan, one of the most respected bar spins in the game. <laughs> Yeah, most both, definitely the bars have uh <laughs> nice bars got me through the <laughs> and the inside part had so many bars so many. in and out of stuff and that was the first time that people had really been like overloaded with bar spins And a yeah. part now it's total right. commonplace but at the time it was like this guy does a lot yeah, of bar spins so it was, so it was something be... but it was something that you either were into or maybe you hated it yeah. but you were talking about it so there was a lot of buzz about like this fucking bar spin guy
0: yeah <laughs> But yet, if, like, uh, if someone puts out a trail part and does a thousand kickouts in a row, no one really says right. much. <laughs> it's expected. Yeah. But now, you know, now kids are thrown. Right. But yeah, no, I I really wanted to mention that part. I mean, I know you've put out, you know, a lot of video parts, but that part in particular. That's I was funny.
1: Saying. It's, like, honestly one of my least favorites. Like, I feel like I'm I was still kind of coming into my own style and, like, kind of going slower and just, like, I remember like my gear was kind of off. You were
2: just like halfway, you're like 1 foot out of the door of your old life. Yeah, but, like, exactly. still had
1: some of the same wardrobe. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, <laughs> buying jeans from like, <laughs> like, I was just a broke restaurant kid, so um Yeah, I think there was there's definitely like maturation over over the course of like my parts. Like I, you know, always tried to like kind of refine each part as I went kind yeah. of deal, you know. Well, you Which said there sure was... tons of people Looking at it the same way.
0: You said that was one of your least favorite parts. What was your most favorite of yourself?
1: Um, I think safety first is up there. Honestly, I feel like I was like feeling really good on my bike, riding faster. Um, the song was like one of my favorite songs ever, and uh, yeah, no, I, really, I always liked the safety first okay. part.
2: that's another thing with Daryl. We were safety first was was for us really important, special project. It was one of the first projects we did. as yeah. like kind of the rebirth. And we were all really excited on it as a brand he kind of like proved himself right off the bat like i could take you know i could take this on
0: yeah yeah oh no i i definitely think that was a turning port a turning point in so many of our lives yeah for sure um and the brand in
1: general i mean we were safety first we started those trips in north carolina or atlanta or you know wherever the hell we were in the states they were they were we were in the van and Caravan, then, like the yeah, minivan. Yeah, shitty van. And then, you know, six months later, we're in Taiwan, we're in Australia. We're, you know, like, things changed quickly. Yeah, And I don't know. I mean, not that the video had anything to do with that, but it sure shit didn't hurt, you know. Like, oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. We found ourselves, you know, in France. Right. Sleeping in a condemned house. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I was just thinking, I'm trying to, like, think of all the thoughts about... Oh my gosh. Uh, ...about traveling with you and being on trips with you. That was a super memorable one. we uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of lead into the story a little bit. We we were in France. We were on a trail trip. It was right after, uh, was it the feast contest? Yeah, it must have been, yeah. Um, French trail trip. And we go to this party at this house. And there's tons of people. We're still kind of jet-lagged. And we're like, yeah, hey, we want to get out of here. And where are we staying tonight? And our French tour guide, was it Niles? Niles no, from Unleaded.
1: Shout out to Niles, great
0: guy. Great guy, and this is not a slight on Niles at at all. all. But but he's like, oh, uh, you're gonna stay at my friend's house. It's just like this. I'm like, it's just like this house. And he's like, yeah, and it's big, beautiful house. Like, yeah, okay, we'll stay at a house like this. So he takes us to this house, and it it's like they're squatting there. Like this house was so filthy, and uh, but of course, thank you so much to the people that that let us sleep at their place. But man, it was gnarly. Yeah, and. The next morning, I slept upstairs, and you guys all slept downstairs with the spiders and the, the bugs, and you had a hole in your shirt.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, what's that hole about, Daryl? And you go, I don't know, man. I think I was nibbled on last night. It was gnarly. Like, I remember strapped, strapped my hoodie, like, fully tight just so my mouth would stick out and I could get some fresh air. But, shoes on. Yeah, shoes on. It was, gr- it was just, a little grim. There were, like, daddy long legs, like, mating <laughs> on the table, like, right f- next to my face. It was, yeah, that was a bad one. So yeah,
0: those the things evolved very quickly for us. Yeah, it wasn't all glitz and glamour. No, no, we've you know we had some bad ones. I've had some grimy shit. Down. <laughs> I slept upstairs on the couch, and you guys came upstairs that morning. I was like, "How was it down there?" And you guys were like, "I can't even fucking talk don't about talk it." About it. And I was like, "Oh, that's where I slept." And you're like, "That's the fucking Hilton," right there. <laughs> <laughs> compared to what we've been through. <laughs> And you were still covered in dirt. No, or? we were <laughs> we were riding all day. Oh yeah, we didn't shower all day, all, shower. All, all
2: day yeah. that day. I ate shit. I was covered in dirt. Yeah, bloody. it was grimy. We were like, let's just fucking, but go.
1: yeah, we're about that road life.
2: Oh, we put in we put in our we put in our time over and over again. Yeah, you nice got to pay concert. your dues here and there. Oh yeah, we stayed in some of the nicest places you can get in.
0: Yeah, but we've also stayed in Walmart parking lots. Highs and lows, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the, that first mega tour We slept in a Walmart parking lot In Walter's mm-hmm. We stayed in Walter's Rig That was dope though Back in the day I mean yeah, that it, was, Maybe still... maybe
2: you were like Coming off of like Tour buses at that time So you were like okay. But for us We were like, we're oh, like oh, look RV the there's fuck. a bed There's a bed in here dude <laughs> I had to go back to Grammy Last for a little while You <laughs> stepped off the DC bus And we're like Oh what the fuck Oh man I gotta get in this. <laughs> It's wearing a platinum ring
0: <laughs> It's true <laughs> It's Uh, true, that is what happened But
1: But it was good times Thank God you got on the team Because you really elevated our situation Yeah (laughs) I remember like There would be non-Doyle trips And we'd be like At the Super Bowl. Anything goes Doyle comes on the trip We're like Yeah, we're staying at the Four Seasons (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez I didn't know that No, not really But It definitely helped Uh, I protect Doyle Oh, yeah Jay never wanted to like Disappoint, you know, Doyle Gotta keep Uh, the quarterback happy I was a team player Absolutely Big time team player
0: Remember when I rallied all those people to watch you do that rail at that campus in Oregon? (laughs) You figuring out how to do it in the street. I that, actually. (laughs) I'm sorry. Huge rail, and I'm like... And uh, all these college kids are walking around in pajamas for some reason. And uh, they're like, what's going on here? I'm like, my buddy's going to do this rail. Come on, come on. on. Like, huge rail. They were sweating bullets. High, long. I was shook. Yeah, and you ate shit and you threw your bike at at a car. By accident. By accident, and then... Yeah, we, uh, maybe I shouldn't talk about it. Maybe there's a pending lawsuit. We squashed it. Oh, okay, yeah. okay.
1: We set up some t-shirts, everything was okay. It was well documented in that props issue. Yeah,
0: okay. Um, how many houses have you guys lived in together? I just thought about this yesterday. Five. Was it really five? Yeah. Five. So um, um, you moved from New Jersey to Long Beach? Long Beach?
1: Long Beach to Austin, Texas. We were in three different houses in Long Beach together. Yeah. And then we moved to Austin together. Two Got houses there. Two apartments there. And then Jay. Then the third bounced. house. There was actually like a. I mean, I had the room
2: at the because we had Sean's apartment. Yeah. Our apartment with Laura. Then, then the house. The house. The house. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were kind of. I on had the lease. a room there for a year. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't there, but really, but yeah, I. It yeah. was like I was transitioning and
0: moving around. So but. six. Damn. Yeah, we spent a lot of time together. By common law, you guys might be married. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we've been going on trips, obviously,
2: constantly. And then we're not on trips, we're just roomies.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We've only managed to piss each other off a couple times.
0: Right. Like anytime Jay's <laughs> behind the wheel of a car and, and puts your life in danger. Um, now, this is a funny, uh, funny thing that uh, I thought about when I was writing down my list of, of talking points. Um, I was on a trip with you and uh, Biz had just put out a video part, like something online, and I'm talking to Biz about his part, and I'm talking to him about something, and you say in the background, you go, hey, tell Biz I liked his part. And I was like, oh, hey, Daryl liked your part. And he's like, really, Daryl liked my part? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh, Daryl just said he liked it. He's like, oh, cool. I don't, I don't know what it is about that dude, but like, that's an opinion I really respect. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's- Hi, Bruce.
1: That's high praise. That's high praise. Shout out to Biz, one of my all-time favorite riders.
0: Yeah, it's still doing it. Still killing. Still, it. One still of my
1: favorite riders. He's
0: super older than me, and he's still like still looks good. Super original style. He's killed it. Hanging in the street game, and like his his setup, he still has like a dirt jumping bike. Yeah. Um, but oh, this is a good segue. Is he
1: still a straight cable. Yes, yeah, yeah. straight uh-huh. cable for life. But swinging nice bars. Uh, nice the bars. Best bars. He might rival Daryl
0: and one of the best he's bars of all time. And he, and he has a
1: huge hop. Oh, yeah! Oh yeah! So much pop, so powerful. So Always. we all agree that we like biz. We like biz. biz. Shallow biz. Shallow biz. But
0: um, we're talking. Speaking of like bike setups, like
1: you're still running a gyro. Yeah, my bike's ridiculous. And two pegs. Two pegs, cassette, gyro. It's absurd. My bars are like eight and a quarter. It's just like couldn't be further off from what's going on. But it's comfortable. It works. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just never. I never cared to switch my shit up. Like, I don't think uh, I don't think you should switch who you are just because people are, you know, f- following some new trend. I think it's kind of silly, and I think people have ended up, you know, looking pretty ridiculous in hindsight. Even though I look ridiculous now, but uh, as long as
0: you're still putting out solid
1: clips, yeah, I don't think I it really think matters. If you still look good on that bike, then then you're, you know, you should be confident.
0: I came out to Cali, and you guys were living in Long Beach at the time. And, uh, I got there and you were just coming home from San Diego and I, uh, Aaron had asked, Aaron's like, oh yeah, Daryl took his brakes off. <laughs> I was like, oh really? But when you came back from San Diego, I think you had your brakes back on already. And I was like, Daryl, I thought you went brakeless. You're like, no, I put them back on. Yeah, I I'm like, it. I'm like, why? <clears throat> uh, you didn't like being brakeless?
1: And you go, worst fucking day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, uh, like, riding, we rode street for a week or so, and I was I was like, oh, this is pretty sick, actually. Like, bars come around really easy, and, you know, I was pretty into it. And then we went to OB in San Diego, the park, and I was like a fish out of water, man. Like, without the the foofs and, the, you know, all the stuff I like doing, I was just like, this sucks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I still like doing all that stuff. I always, you know, I filmed a 540 Hurricane last week. Like, I still... I oh, Love yeah. oh, that shit. And you do that trick really well. You pop out of it nice. Thanks. Coming yeah, straight. Yeah, I just, I I want to do that stuff forever. I'm I, I'm not willing to give it up just yeah. to look better. <laughs> right, right.
0: Nor should you. I I like the way a bike feels brakeless. Like there's nothing clanging yeah, around. Everything just feels just solid. The look of
1: it, and it's just yeah. Yeah. I wish I could get that look and still still somehow I have a lever.
0: I I wish. Um, I wish everyone could transition to being brakeless as easy as Chase Hawk and Dennis Henderson right, did. Right, Like, there was no change. Yeah. I, I think they actually got better yeah. while making riding yeah. harder. Garrett's
1: <laughs> same thing, like... Yeah, you could not tell right. any difference. And I feel the same way about the coaster. I feel like a lot of guys threw that coaster on and they were lost out there for a good six months mm-hmm. before they like started like relearning their trick selection and like picking out spots the way they should. Because I think... There was a bad period with coasters for a while, and it just... It was a learning curve. Dude, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. But, you know, dude's got to figure it figured out now. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, there's a lot of progressive
1: stuff going yeah. on now. Yeah, it ended up being a great thing, I think. Oh, yeah. It's pushing, you know, pushing things in a lot of directions. So you're not one of these guys that's
0: like, oh, that shit's... like. I, no. I feel like sometimes
1: when, when when older guys are watching things change, yeah. like, oh, this, No, oh, I never no. want to be that guy. No. I've heard it my whole life, and I know what it is, and it's so wacky. Yeah, that guy's hard to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, at one
0: point, that like, you were really killing it as a pro rider. You were, like, and I'm not saying you aren't anymore, but, like, you're riding for Kink. You got on Eclat. You're riding for Osiris. Like, that's, like, a full deal right there. You got the yeah. bike sponsor, the part sponsor, the shoe sponsor. Yeah. You got your own clothing brand. Bad yeah, timing. Kinda, yeah, kind of, yeah. Was there, like, ever a time period where you, like, really just set the camera aside and you were just focusing
1: on riding? Uh, not really, not, not like post safety first. Like it was all pretty integrated, but you know, Eclat and Osiris at the time, like they knew I was holding it down over at Kink video wise. And you know, they know, they knew I had a lot on my plate and they were always really awesome about just making sure that I was their pro. Like Eclat, I never had to bring a camera you know they were they wanted me there as a rider. Oh, and that's I really right. appreciate that. You know, shout out to Paul. Um, those trips were incredible. We went, you know, we went to some crazy places around the world, and they just let me be a rider and jump curb cuts when I wanted to. You know, like the, that feeling I don't get a lot. So like going on those trips was really sick. And Cyrus was the same way. They, you know, we did a couple little trips, and they they just held it down and let me let me shred. So that was dope.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, now it's 2019. Um, you've been in the game for a long time. And this is where my notes stop, by the way. <laughs> like, now now we're just kind of freestyling. Let's go. Um, but so now, like, you just launched. Uh, I noticed you're doing a lot of work outside of BMX as well. Uh, you just released a, a film reel where you. it looks like you directed a, a couple of uh, like a like a rap video. Uh you did like some commercials. You have some uh you did stuff for what is it? Uh Amazon, YouTube, like yeah. some big clients. Yeah. So you're doing stuff in that in that type of industry now.
1: Yeah, it's not so much uh to the point where I'm like directing or like DPing, but I'm doing like a, you know, I do event work and stuff like that and um it's cool like the first time I just never wanted to do anything outside of BMX. I never cared to, like, film anything else. And I remember, like, doing... The first thing I ever did was, like, this YouTube party for South By. And uh, Devin Hutchins put me on. Shout out to Devin. And, um, yeah, I remember just, like, pointing my camera for the first time at, like, Anderson Park was there. And he was performing, and I was like, whoa, like, this is sick. And instantly I was like, damn, I should, like check out some other stuff. So yeah, it kind of just like, took me in a little direction. I don't, that stuff kind of just falls in my lap. I'm not like actively pursuing um, jobs like that. My main focus is still kink and and uh, trying to just keep BMX as a centerpiece of my life. But that stuff's cool, you know, it's a little something different. It's a lot easier than doing BMX. It's not very stressful. It's, no one's getting hurt, no one's getting arrested. <laughs> it's, you know, it's pretty chill, so um, yeah, it's fun to do. Right, right. Have you ever had to shut anyone down? Uh,
0: this is a weird. This just came to my mind because I know I've put you through a lot of stress uh, being at the top of stairs before, and like I know, I know you, you take it. Um, I don't want to say you take it seriously, but like, I think you easily stress sometimes. Like if someone's in a situation where they shouldn't be in it.
1: Yeah, I tell Yeah. That shit gets stressful, man. I uh, I try not to let that shine through, but I think I'm kind of I can be a kind of a high stress guy sometimes, and um, I think it can it becomes apparent that I'm stressed, and I I hate to think that because I don't want any added pressure on a guy that's about to do something really crazy. Right. Um, But yeah, you know, riding street is stressful. Filming is stressful. Um, Thinking about your friends getting hurt is stressful then seeing them get hurt is very stressful um know, it's a lot so um sometimes my mind kind of envisions like worst case scenarios which is a bad bad habit of mine right and uh yeah it kind of fucks me up sometimes when we're out there but i try not to like get to the point where anybody's like oh, I got to walk away from this because <laughs> yeah, I'm, good, down. Dude? I'm freaking out. <laughs> um, I'm just, I think I'm like, you know, my, my head moves so fast sometimes where I'm like, I got to worry about the cameras and like, who's this dude? Like, and you know, it's, it's nobody. It's just some guy walking down the street, but I'm like, just getting a space where I'm like, everything stresses me out and it's just, I don't know.
0: Yeah. It happens. Um, you think you're going to win that gold medal this year?
1: The X Games? <laughs> no, I think we'll we'll be happy to podium if you know if that's the case. But uh, that group of guys is just bananas. I was going
0: to introduce you as X Games silver medalist <laughs> yeah. Daryl Taco. It's true. Yeah, you, you're a silver medalist. That is that's that's true. That's pretty rad. And it was you and uh, Colt Fake. Is yeah. that right?
1: Shouts Colt.
0: That was really rad. I, you know, and the X Games can you know the X Games they are what they are. Yeah. But it's rad to see them acknowledge these different types of riding and yeah. put it all in BMXer's hands. I mean, they have like Stu as the, the producer yeah. and they're they're allowing you guys to, to make the videos and then you get prize money, you get a, a medal as well. There's like, it's pretty cool that they're giving people a different path to success. Yeah, yeah. And, it's uh, incredible. Yeah, there was a, a little... Uh, a little tinge in my heart when, <laughs> when you guys won a medal I'm like
1: man oh my gosh
0: Daryl's an X Games silver medalist yeah, this I mean, is never fantastic in my,
1: never in my wildest dreams you know um, yeah it's pretty incredible actually like what Tony and Stu do, do with that and it, it's literally like head to toe BMX riders in charge of that shit so I mean Stu has got you know, even down to PAs when we're doing the shoots. Like, he's got Kenny Horton helping out. like Or he's, he's got, like,
0: Chris Rye doing Rye's, stuff. Rye's doing editing.
1: Yeah. You know, like, no one outside BMX touches that, and that's really sick. Right. Everybody eats off of it. He invites rad dudes that might be overlooked sometimes that, you know, continue to, like, put out crazy parts that, like, shock everyone. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like so lucky and fortunate to be a part of that but well, you've been back now
0: three times or this is your, this this is your third year oh this is your
1: fourth year coming yeah. up Okay. X Games veteran
0: yeah X Games vet it's crazy <laughs> that's pretty awesome yeah um, what do you think anything that I that I missed on anything that I need to touch on that we need to touch on as my co-host um, I don't know I think we just learned a lot about Daryl <laughs> <laughs> anything you in particular you want to touch on um. Yeah. I think that was a pretty good list
2: you had there. Huh? Who's your least favorite rider to watch right now? <laughs> your least favorite? <laughs> right now. No, don't answer. It's said least favorite rider. Yeah, I can't.
0: <laughs> well, who
1: do you think's doing it right right now? Who are you feeling? Um, that's a good question. Honestly, I'm still such a fan of, like, the Vets. Like, you know, Biz again. Yeah. Dihar, I will watch anything D-Hart puts out, instantly. Yeah, um, You know? D-Hart, I think,
0: both you and him, I think, are cut from the same cloth. Like, yeah, when I, I mean, watch him ride, I see a lot of your riding, but like, just the creativity, and the stuff that like, I don't see that he sees. He sees like a little curb cut that he can launch off of, and like, yeah, you could just watch him cruise down the street, and yeah, I mean, Moscow. no one
1: makes that shit look, no one makes BMX look the way that d does and he's probably like my biggest influence ever that's right um he's what, just he's just got it what's
2: it been like fil- going from filming um you know the version of the kink team of the last uh, decade or so yeah and then now we're on trips with almost a new like a fresh face squad yeah but you've been there for you know you've been there for the whole time yeah it's crazy you're stoked, <laughs> you're stoked you don't have to go to
0: the trails anymore
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess not. <laughs> there's no, there's
0: not a lot of trail sets No, like honestly,
1: that. I would love to be in the trails. Like, I, that stuff's sick. I love being out there. But, you posted uh, a
0: clip the other day, and you are at the. I yeah, you're at. Yeah, an,
1: I was helping Ashley film some relics We were out at yeah. night
0: this past week in
1: Raleigh. Yeah, we're filming at night this week. It's like whoa. It was cold and whoa. dark out. We we're out, out
0: there Just That's hardcore. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it's sick though. Like, it's such a different vibe. Yeah. Um, but. I feel like just this year, like I'm um, that family that we had forever, it's feeling it's starting to feel like that again. Yeah, you yeah. know, everybody's like really compliments each other in that van right now. And it's, it was hard to imagine a life after I, like that squad. I just thought the that was a good Safety first end. squad. Yeah. Yeah, like, like oh, where, where can we go? I'll find it. something else to do. But these guys came in and just crushed it. Like they're the coolest dudes they're hilarious they all get along they rip like some of the most talented BMX riders in the world are in that van so it's it's really cool to like transition from like that old family style to like a new family style yeah like, we miss you all oh, that's okay <laughs> uh, we've had some good
0: times together a lot Uh yeah that's um I, I don't know what else to say that's Pretty good. I think that, um, gosh, I totally forgot what I was going to say, but, uh, yeah, I think, and you had kind of mentioned this before, how you didn't sponsor Daryl because he was like the best rider on the planet. You liked what he had going on. I I think that kind of says a lot about the current team as well. Like they're not the best dudes in the world, but they're like super fucking good. And you can be in a van with them. For, you got to have the total package these days. Right. You ha- like being in a van with someone for 10 hours. Sometimes. It's more important than how many, how well you can do bar spinning. Exactly. And and exactly. Do. And I think that comes through for sure. Especially us. We
2: like, this, you know, we like to travel. And we like to travel together and film yeah. and
0: do the whole team vibe thing. And you've got to be able to fit yeah. it into yeah. it. And it, I think you, Daryl, do a good job of uh, having that feel come out in, in video
1: as Yeah, well. thanks. I hope so. Uh, the, the skits that you guys do are hilarious. <laughs> That's been, this is a new yeah, angle for Daryl. It's been funny. <laughs> I had to get it. it was pretty hardly had to be into coaxed this. into it first, because
2: obviously you're putting, really putting yourself out there as a yeah. director, producer, whatever. But then I think he's got um, some pretty decent reception, enough to where he's like, all right, what's what's next? What's yeah. the next skit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun.
1: But yeah, the first one, like... We were in Rochester, and they start talking about the boxing thing, and I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no way. And then, you know, that night, I'm, you know, a couple beers in, and I'm like, you know, it would be funny, though. You know, and it's like, then it starts, like, turning into a thing, and then all of a sudden, we're writing jokes in Dave's office at (laughs) 5 p.m. on Uh, Wednesday. That's right. (laughs) But, yeah, it's been fun kind of doing something different. You're going to have to make promo
2: after promo after promo. It's cool that... Try to mix it up. Yeah, oh, yeah Give yeah. some pe- people. Especially while we're like
1: filming a full length, like I don't want these guys having to like sacrifice two minutes of their hard-worked footage because they got a frame coming out. Like I mean, obviously we want to see good riding, but you know, we got other things going on too. We you know, we got a lot going on.
0: Absolutely. So um I guess that kind of takes away my next question, as you said, say, plans for the future.
1: Yeah, we're we're like pretty deep into this full length project we're on right now. So that we haven't announced yet really, but oh, yeah. fuck it. But you're, you're out there you're, you're out hear, there working.
2: You're gonna hear about some details we're about out out your grinding. project coming soon.
1: Um yeah, dudes are going in. We've got Nathan ring leading. Everybody gets hyped. We've got Augus in the streets. Travis whiling. It's just good energy out there. Yeah, that's great. It's been good. All right.
0: Well hey, thank you so much for Sharing your story and being a part of this.
1: Happy to do it. Thanks for having me.
0: And uh yeah, good luck with everything.
1: Right on. All right. Thanks, D man.